welcome to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with the long road. This episode, Chillin' with the Devil. Join the long road for a look back with Steve at an old favourite song of ours, Sister of a Dirty Moon. Kev tells us of further tales on his travels around the world in Kev's Cafe Corner this week in New Orleans. And the Bishop, that's me, I talk us through another track from our recent Moonshine Energy EP. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. If those are the sort of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings, I am Chris the Bish Lydon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us again, wherever in the world you are. Steve Bonham, the uh, the Vagabond philosopher, and I have been thigh deep in some of our stats again recently, trying to fathom Facebook and Spotify, you know, seemingly two essential tools for musicians these days, but seemingly endlessly mysterious. Um, even when you think you're starting to understand a bit of it, oh, especially Facebook, they go and move something around or relabel something and... You're kind of back to square one again. But, we're, you know, we're getting there, we're getting there. Um, one of our songs from our new EP, Moonshine Allergy, um, the EP launched back at the end of April, about a month ago. Um, the song is Ballad of Duane and Billy Marie. It's going great guns on Spotify, almost 25,000 plays on there now. Um, the the top three countries where listeners are seem to be USA, Germany and the UK, which is, which is great. Uh, and then for some reason... Chile enters into the list, um, and then Latvia. I don't, I mean, you know, why not? Why not? Um, the city that seems to be listening to the ballad most for some reason is Frankfurt in Germany. Uh, I mean, Dankeschön. Um, the next one on the list is Buffalo in the US. You know, cheers, why not? Remember, if you like our stuff on Spotify, please do remember to follow us on Spotify as well. Uh, this helps us enter into Spotify's algorithms, that mysterious, murky world of algorithms. Um, You know, the plays are good, but the followers are also really good as well, so please do follow us there. Um, Some gig news. Steve is going to be doing a live stream gig on Thursday the 4th of June, 2020, um, starting at 8pm UK time. We'll stream this on the the Vagabond Way Facebook page, and uh, it's going to be on the GSMC Online Music Club page. They invited Steve back uh, again to do another show for them um, in their From the Artist's Living Room to Yours series. Um, So join Steve then if you can, Thursday 4th of June 2020 at 8pm UK time. You know, usual mix of stories and songs. Steve and Kev, the uh, Kev the Big Man Moore, are cooking up uh, a, a new song which might start to make little appearances now and then in the coming weeks, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. Um, our song from the end of last year, Wrapped Up In You, is up for a UK Country Music Award 2020, presented by UKCountryRadio.com. Uh, we need you to vote for it, so please go to UKCountryMusicAwards.com slash song to vote for Wrapped Up In You. Uh, it's in the list under Steve Bonham, and the voting for that ends at the end of June, so get your votes in, please. Don't forget, too, that you can help shape our journey on The Vagabond Way by supporting us on Patreon. So join us as a vagabonder through patreon.com slash thevagabondway, and you'll get to help shape the journey we're on. Give us feedback on ideas for songs and sketches, get behind-the-scenes tidbits and exclusive Patreon-only gifts. Patreon is an easy way for you to be able to support the artists you love, so check it out, patreon.com slash thevagabondway. There's actually a special offer on right now, which lasts for another couple of days until Sunday the 31st of May. If you sign up on Patreon before then, you'll get an exclusive 
patron-only gift, um, our lyric book from 2020, which is signed by the author, um, which features all the lyrics from our songs from our 2020 releases. So thank you to the Vagabonders who've already joined us on the journey on Patreon. Thank you so much. Um, you are going to make a difference. And one, why not join them? This week I'm going to spend a few minutes looking at one of the uh, tracks from our EP, Moonshine Energy, uh, and that track is going to be Canyons in the Desert. Um, I think back when we were preparing for recording the tracks, um, so this would be back in rehearsals in you know November, December, and then going into the studio in January, we were always a bit concerned by this track, Canyons. Um, I think initially we thought the verses were so kind of sparse, so little to, to hang things on. We weren't quite sure how it was going to you know come together, fit together. The chorus made a bit more sense to us, I guess, but it's still a bit unclear. Um, the lyrics for this one are... Well, to be honest, I'm the last person to speak about lyrics, really, because I'm, I'm terrible with lyrics. often find it very hard to hear lyrics in songs, and you know, any songs, not just our songs. Um, I'll, I'll have to see them written down to start to make sense of them. You know, there's, there's some lyrics in, I, I know, you know, I know the sound on. I've gone for decades having learned what I, well, what I thought were the sounds of the lyrics rather than actually knowing what the lyrics are. But anyway, the, you know, Canyons, the lyrics of this song are abstract, I'd guess, metaphorical. You know, some of Steve's songs, they, they, they tell us, the lyrics tell a story that's, okay, perhaps not linear, but you kind of get introduced to the characters and the ideas in a fairly, you know, down-the-line fashion. Um, but with Canyons, you're, you, this one, you're, you're fairly deep in abstract abstract ideas right from the start. And, and I think musically things are in keeping with that. There's lots of little bits going on that contribute to the atmosphere on this one. Uh, and there's, you know, atmosphere is the right word. There's a lot of atmosphere. This pulsing sort of bass and percussion through the verses with quirky, tinkling piano and guitar echoes and riffs. It all puts you, well, it puts you somewhere. I mean, you may not know where exactly, but you are you are definitely somewhere uh, in a place in your head. Um, and then the chorus comes along with slightly more usual musical goings on. You know, the drums sort of even out a bit. Uh, the chords get a bit more sort of straightforward. Um, but the lyrics, you know, dragons and turtles and dancing and jokers. Pretty soon things get a bit weird again. Um, I love how the verse feels like you're sort of out in the wilderness a little. Um, but the chorus brings you in from the elements uh, and gets you feeling a bit better about things but with an uncertain edge that becomes even more uncertain, more and more, perhaps even a little bit threatening as things build up in the last part of that chorus. Uh, and you escape, you break free, back to the wilderness again. You know, freedom, but perhaps things are more on your terms in the wilderness, in, in the verses. And perhaps that's preferable to the slight comfort available to you in the chorus. Um, so it's another listening session for this one, please. Uh, there's loads of little musical bits and bobs to, to listen out for. You know, just about every time I listen to this track, I hear something that I'd forgotten we recorded. Oh, oh there's that bit there. So there's some brilliant guitar playing on this one from Kev uh, with these fabulously weird lyrics from Steve. Um, and, you know, personally, I enjoyed the freedom available to me to put down the sort of quirky, jazzy piano bits down on this one. Uh, so, as usual, headphones on, eyes closed, sit back and relax and be enveloped by the world of... Canyons in the Desert from The Long Road. When the wind is howling outside your door Friends you can count on, you're not quite so sure You find you're standing on the wrong 
Steve takes us back to an old favourite song of ours um, via a quick examination of how some songs come into being, you know, sometimes led by a, a riff or a musical motif that sort of gathers pace and snowballs a bit. Um, sometimes it's the words that come first, you know, a story to be told or a, a phrase that is just crying out for more attention. And, you know, I'll hand over to Steve in, in a moment, but the the track we play at the end of this section it's one of my favourites. Um, I probably say that every week. Um, but it's it's probably true every week as well, actually. Um, the, there are many things to love about what's going on on this this track. Um, this was one of the first tracks that featured Kev on bass that we recorded, actually, back in Kong uh, in Ireland. I think it must have been 2014, thinking about it. Um, and I remember the, Pat, the, the engineer, the owner of the studio we were working in, in Kong, this tiny little place, Pat is a you know small, quiet man, really, but um, mean, mean guitar player. Um, and he's used to people coming into a studio to play, you know, 
some nice gentle mandolin or some like percussion or a you know a, an airy folk singer um and in walks kev six foot whatever leather clad long black hair you know the rock jewelry a, a wily grin on his face you know pat's eyes were out on stalks like who have you fellas brought to this place uh, well anyway um pat lit up another quarter inch of cigarette um he would tell you that he didn't smoke, I'm sure, but he always had the, the, the tiniest fraction of a cigarette on the go wherever he was. Um, you know, we plugged Kev into the, the machinery, the recording stuff. Um, now, bearing in mind, we'd, we'd only sent Kev for the demo tracks. We, Kev hadn't played with us at all, ever, um, and had last played with Steve in a band, we think, 40 years previously. Um, Pat, uh, well, we were all a little bit uncertain as to how things were going to go. Um Pat asked if Kev wanted to run through first or if we should just push go and, you know, see what we got. Um, and Kev said, oh, just push go, you never know. So Pat pushed go. Um, these days, re-recording the first take is no hardship. It's not wasting any tape or jeopardising any quality if it's useless. You just delete and, you know, retake it. It's digital, it's all fine. Um, you know, Steve and I were as fascinated to hear what was going to happen as Pat was. Um, we had no idea what sort of part Kev was going to lay down, really. Um so Pat pushed go, uh, and Kev is off. Um, Pat, eyes wide, <laughs> slowly swivels round on his chair to face me and Steve. His mouth drops open and his thumbs slowly turn upwards and a massive grin spreads across his face. Suffice to say, Pat was impressed with what he was hearing. Um, and as it turns out, I think probably in just one take, Kev recorded this stonking bass part for this song. You know, nifty riffs, slides, harmonics, some chords. You know, it's all in there, and it's brilliant. A tour de force for the bass. Um, and not only is that bass part brilliant, there's some fantastic percussion playing from Jimmy Higgins on here. Awesome whistle, Stephen Doherty, and some brilliant fiddle playing from David Ducey. It's a great summery-feeling song, so, so please do enjoy when the time comes at the end of this segment. So for now, I'm going to hand over to Steve. I've been wondering once again on the topic of uh, writing songs. There's been quite a lot of stuff on the uh, social media and uh, people, these nutters like myself, who consider it a way to spend their time. How do they start? Uh, all songs start in different ways. Sometimes it's just a lick on a guitar or, or um, a story that you want to get express in, in in terms of some musical idea and musical form and then other times it's a phrase that just pops into your head out of some primordial compositional soup that's been festering and bubbling away in your subconscious they're like a kind of these phrases they're like a grit in the oyster or the mould in the cheese. I was sitting having breakfast uh, with my daughter Lucy uh, the other day. She really doesn't like well-grilled bacon. It's like it crispy. And she said to me, don't give me any of that stuff that's been chilling with the devil. I stopped and said, that's just such a great phrase. Where did it come from? She said, I don't know or care, I just don't like burnt bacon. Well, the phrase chilling with the devil is already making its way into a song that Kev and I are working on. Another time it was a, a fine Sunday morning in Nashville. I just made my debut there. 
I was on my own. And I just had one of those insane American motel breakfasts. I love them, really. It's a terrible confession. I shouldn't do. Environmentally, they are just off the planet. They, they, take, uh, they take packaging to the level of uh, high art. You know, there's little parcels of this and that wrapped so tight that you need the fingernails of Cruella de Vil to, to get into them and pots of half and half that explode when you open them and jelly and sausages in strange shapes and scrambled egg that's so bouncy you can catch it again if you drop it. And the coffee is thin and mean and wiry. There's always a smiling, big-bosomed Latino lady waiting to explain once again to a bemused Englishman the intricacies of a waffle iron the size of a battleship. But I digress. So that morning, I was wandering on my own around the streets of Nashville as the city slowly staggered into life. The blast of the music from all the bars was turned down a little as the barman swept out the wreckage of the night before. I guess I was feeling that strange sensation when you've done something rather well, but no one you know saw you do it. Anyway, I wandered down Broadway, past the Johnny Cash Museum, until I came to the river. The bridge over it towards American Football Stadium. And people were crossing for the midday game. It was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Nashville Titans. And there were individuals and groups and family groups. And people were singing and the moon was lovely. Uh, it was didn't have any of that incipient threat that you might perhaps find at a Millwall game. But uh, on the corner of the bridge, there was, a, there was a man with a megaphone preaching. And uh, he called out, If you want to appreciate the cure, you've got to know the sin. I, I just loved that. I just thought about it. If you want to appreciate the cure, you'd better have done it first. A bit like, was it um, St Francis or St Augustine saying, God grant to be continents, but not quite yet. It was wonderful. So I, I just sat down and uh, on the edge of the bridge and just listened to him and made little notes of other things he was saying. And that created a new song that's going to be on the next TP, or the one after, Bridge Across the River. Because you see, phrases like, chilling with the devil and uh, if you want to appreciate the cure you've got to know the sin they're, they're, they're full they're redolent, they're resonant there's stuff in them, if you say them to yourself in your head all sorts of ghosts and thoughts arise and you can make up entire stories just from that. those, something special and magic about them another phrase that just came out of nowhere, was Sister of a Dirty Moon. I really can't begin to think where that came from, but as soon as I heard the phrase or thought of the phrase, all sorts of ideas. You know, if I offered this phrase to many people, they would they would tell me a different story. There would be something there that made them think, oh, yes, it's about this or it's about that. It seems to switch on half-remembered feelings and fragments of whispers and ghosts. To me, it was had to be about a hot day, not in England, a strong woman 
who chooses what she wants. A Spanish town. Echoes of other worlds. I remember writing some notes down. A man waits for a woman in the place where the echoes of the Dara Salon linger. The silhouettes of proud bowed boats lie at sunset and the footsteps of the traders, mystic scholars, fierce bearded pirates and possessed loiter in the dirt. A man waits for a woman. Where a hot Sirocco wind teases the shutters and dogs sleep in doorways with one eye open. A man waits for a woman. Through the scent of two-stroke motorcycles, orange trees, centuries of lofty washing lines and warm drains, a man waits for a woman. As the honking, rickety rat foot-dance day eases to a muttering susurrus and then ebbs into a sleepy doze, so a man waits for a woman. And as the everyday star emerges unexpectedly over jumbled rooftops and the wanton moon climbs into the purple sky, still a man waits for a woman. a man with a hat on the up escalator when she passed him going down the angel sang tray was so glory and the lady took up the tune she put her head to one side and said to see you later under the roofs of the spanish town you're the brother of a sunburned sky and the sister of a dirty moon you're the brother of a sunburned sky and the sister of a dirty moon Under eucalyptus trees Trying to keep his cool Chewing some seeds, Sipping on a jar of wine Waiting for a fall She said she'd see him later By, by the Moorish wall At the Happles Pool Blower, it's a cracker serenade. Said it's too damn hot to be making love in the afternoon. When the sky turns to purple, is then I look it over and I'll take you to my big brass bed. You're the brother of a summer sky, I'm the sister of a dirty moon. You're the brother of a summer sky, I'm the sister of a dirty moon. Under eucalyptus trees Trying to keep his cool Chewing sunflower seeds Sipping on a jar of wine Waiting for a fall Said she'd see him later by By the Moorish wall Torn dress on the bed, one body in the window, silhouetted by the lamp outside. She's listening to the sound from the river, echoing the moonshine room. There's 
a song that is playing in the street down below There's a man sleeping on his side He's the brother of a sunburned sky She's the sister of a dirty moon He's the brother of a sunburned sky She's the sister of a dirty moon In the old quarter under eucalyptus trees Trying to keep his cool, chewing sunflower seeds Sipping on a jar of wine, waiting for a fall Said she'd see him later by, by the Moorish Wall He was a man with a hat She's the sister of a dirty sister of a dirty sister of a dirty moon Sister of a dirty sister of a dirty sister of a dirty moon Sister of a dirty moon Hello again and welcome to Kev's Cafe Corner which uh, only just made it to you today due to technical difficulties which I won't bore you with but here I am um, and today we're going to head down to the Big Easy, to New Orleans, one of my favourite cities in the world, as uh, I'm sure you won't be surprised to learn. And I spent quite some time down there, back in, I think it was 2010. And one of my favourite cafes is a place called the Café Beignet on Bourbon Street. Now, it's well named, the clue's in the title. They serve the best, most mouth-watering beignet on the planet. Uh, and it's in a beautiful, beautiful part of uh, the French Quarter. And uh, it's got a beautiful kind of terrace with uh, all the raw time tables and a fountain. And these amazing statues, which are all about the preservation of, of the incredible musical history of New Orleans. And um, the, all, all, the, all the greats that you would imagine, Fats Domino, uh, Alan Toussaint, Irma Thomas... And you really feel you're in the very, very heart of New Orleans and the music and what have you. And of course, the French influence on that city cannot be understated. And the beignet is just such a glorious thing to have with a nice cup of coffee. You know, you normally get all the nice white icing sugar dusting all over your face while you eat it. And, you know, you don't care because you're at one with the beignet. So I can certainly recommend that. There's a few of them actually around the city, but the, the Bourbon Street one's really cool. And I can recommend that as a as a place to visit. Uh, among the many places to visit in New Orleans, I had such a great time. The musicians there that I met, there was a, a superb band called the Jazz Vipers who were playing at a place called the Spotted Cat, which is just, just off um, the French Quarter on Frenchman Way. And I met their trumpet player, Jack Fine, who uh, back then was, I think, in his 80s, an amazing guy. Carried a loaded pistol around with him at night because he said it made him feel safer. I don't know whether it did, but what a character. Uh, and their music was just superb, proper, traditional jazz, just no microphones, just all sat there banging away, playing. It's just superb. And one of the songs that I wrote about my visit there was in the kind of Zydeco vibe called Old New Orleans um, and I name-checked the Jazz Vipers in it 
Not that they needed it, because uh, a couple of years later they were featured on the soundtrack of the TV series Treme, which is uh, set down in New Orleans. Really just one of the most incredible places on the planet, New Orleans, and completely alien, really, to the rest of America. As you go across the bridge over Pontchartrain there, it's you really feel like you're leaving that America behind and finding, well, just a treasure chest, really. Um, so this is my homage to that wonderful city. This is called Old New Orleans.
as Satchmo said on there, welcome to the club. See you next week. Now, in my travels over the years, I have n- I've actually never made it to New Orleans, but it is definitely on the list um, for musical reasons and gustatorial reasons, I think. Two of the main reasons for being alive, as far as I can see. They're so high up the priority list in New Orleans, I simply must attend music and food. Um, in fact, I should probably add beignets to my list of Bishop's Daily Bread, thinking about it. They are right up my bloody alley, and no mistake. Great, too, to hear Kev's song, Old New Orleans. Um, the Long Road, we actually played that at a bunch of gigs. Uh, was it last year or the year before now? I can't remember. Um, great fun to learn. Chungs along very, very nicely uh, and, and went down great with the, the audiences around the place. Uh, so, more from Kev next week. Updates for the Bishop's Daily Bread this week are a bit sparse, I guess. Um, I think I mentioned last time about the urgent medical need I had for some homemade sausage rolls. Um, well, that urgent medical need reared its head again this week. Um, I, I upgraded the meat, though, this time as an experiment. Rather than the the second cheapest pack of sausages at the supermarket, I went for one of their premium range, premium pork sausages, to see if it had uh, an effect. And I'd say it did. Whilst it was much easier to get the meat out of these premium sausage skins, um, the resultant sausage rolls were actually a bit, I don't know, a bit too proper, a bit too sausagey. Um, the meat was really firm and dense. And actually, I wanted a bit more, a bit, a bit more cheap and filthy than that. So perhaps next time I need a, a middle ground, a, a mix of cheap and premium sausage meat. You know, so you get some filth, but not overly filthy. Um, I did also experiment with a slightly different pastry technique. Obviously, I'm not making the puff pastry. God, there's only so much time one got in lockdown. Um, you know, this time I, I tried wrapping the meat in uh, a tube of pastry rather than my first batch, which was a sort of folded over and pressed down with a fork effort. Um, the tube this week didn't hold together fully with, you know, some of the innards were poking out here and there. It tasted fine, but obviously looked a bit horrific. Um... <laughs> the uh, I think the folding and pressing method from the previous batch was much more consistent. And, quite by accident, you understand, you have slightly more pastry to chow down on. Oops. Beloved listeners, fear not. I haven't forgotten about my English muffins idea. They're still on the list, um, and hopefully this week I will get to them. Um, I have accidentally found great comfort during these times of lockdown in a, in a childhood favourite. And in fact, let's not beat around the bush here, an adult favourite as well. Um, Millionaire's Shortbread. Um, I can't actually recall if I've mentioned on here or not um, before. Uh, I've been telling anyone that will listen, to be quite honest about the, you know, my discovery of making this in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's a layer of shortbread, a layer of caramel, and then topped with, with chocolate. Had it loads, you know, grew up eating it as a child. It's just heaven. Um, and actually very straightforward to make. Um, just take a little while as you need to wait for things to melt or cool or set or whatever um, but it's it's well worth it um, I use a, a mixture of Mary Berry's chocolate caramel shortbread recipe um, and James Morton's millionaire shortbread recipe uh, and I think I found a good balance this week um, use a square tin I think it's probably, I don't know, 8 inches square something like that I actually use 1.5 times the amount of shortbread that Mary recommends uh, but make it with butter, as per James's recipe. And then a slight favour towards Mary's 
caramel recipe. It's, it's essentially the same as James's, but again with butter, um, and I add a, a pinch of salt, so you get sort of a salted caramel layer. Um, and then Mary is absolutely right, you do not need 200 grams of chocolate on this at all. Um, this week I tried 150 grams or so, and even that was too much, so I think 100 grams would be plenty. I used a, a blend of milk and dark this week. Good taste. The, the texture's not quite right, though. Perhaps I needed better quality milk chocolate. Not sure. Um, the chocolate layer is still sort of quite soft, even after it's, you know, set fully. Um, but quite honestly, who cares? It's bloody delicious. It lasts for a while. And for me, at least, it automatically rations itself as it's so deliciously sweet. You can't really eat more than a square a day. Um, works out pretty well. Um, next week, we'll be back to the bread, I'm sure. that's it for this week thank you very much for listening as always please remember subscribe to this podcast we are on apple podcasts soundcloud spotify and acast next episode will be out next week friday the 5th of june 2020 you can always check out all our past episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts let us know what you think find us on facebook the vagabond way or steve bottom of the long road and that's our main social media channel you can also check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash the vagabond way there's music videos for all of our current songs up there um, you can hear all of our music on Spotify and Apple Music. Go and have a listen. If you like what you hear, why not consider purchasing from Apple Music or another digital store? If you use Spotify, please remember to follow us on Spotify. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Patreon is a great platform that makes it super easy for anyone out there, you, to support content that you love on a monthly basis. It gives you direct access to the people creating the stuff you love, us, hopefully, uh, and you get to play an integral part in shaping the direction of things that we make. So, become a Vagabonder, that's our name for our supporters on Patreon, to help us create music, live performances, books, short stories, this weekly podcast, and some new things we're cooking up. As a Vagabonder, you can get the recordings and books we make for free, receive exclusive Patreon-only merchandise in the post, get regular behind-the-scenes updates from us, unlock access to exclusive livestream performances and Q&As, and lots more. You can help us create something different, something that entertains, and something that inspires others. So... Join us on the journey and release The Vagabond Within. Patreon.com slash The Vagabond Way. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds and explorers for joining us on The Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now. Bye for now.